Hello and welcome to the Who's He video podcast, a series of occasional vidcasts covering topics that we wouldn't normally cover in our audio show. So as now customary after only one video podcast, let's get straight down to business with this episode's topic which is called Three Sugars Please Darling. If there's one thing that Doctor Who has come in for a lot of criticism over the years, and that is its treatment of women. Now I might not be the best person to talk about this as, well, let's face it, I now fit the stereotypical archetype of a Doctor Who fan, the white middle-aged male. But obviously I haven't always been middle-aged, though I will admit to always being white and male. However, growing up watching Doctor Who as a child, the one constant was that the Doctor always shared his adventures with young, attractive women. Okay, along the way, and from the very first episode in fact, the Doctor also travelled with young male companions, but they were really there to take over the more action-orientated stuff from William Hartnell and later Patrick Troughton. Now if you go back over the years and look at some of the character biographies that the Doctor's female companions had, the scriptwriters could be fairly forward-thinking in some respects. Barbara Wright, school teacher. Susan Foreman, Time Lord. Zoe Herriot, astrophysicist. Liz Shaw, scientist. Joe Grant, civilian operative for UNIT. Sarah Jane Smith, journalist. Romana, Time Lord. Perry Brown, botany student, and Melanie Bush, computer programmer, to name but a few. But you see, not all the Doctor's companions were secretaries waiting for him to take them out of their humdrum lives. They all had careers, and putting Susan Foreman and Romana to one side, careers that in the real world require hard work, dedication, and intelligence. Now surely after providing female characters with such wide and varied careers, the scriptwriters and production teams must have given those characters some really meaty and important character moments where they could put their skills to good use, right? Let's take a look then. People, this has no importance, is it, Ken? I. Why not make some coffee to keep them all happy while I think of something? All right. Oh, okay, mind. Why didn't I listen to you? Hang on a minute. Thank you. So what I told you still stands. Ah, coffee. Splendid. Thank you, Polly. Come on! Oh! Oh! Can you walk? Oh, just about. So, there you are. 
Mrs. Ollie says her husband's down there. I see him wave, get there, and there he is, gone. So I got in touch with you lot. Oh, quite right, too. That's what we're here for. Now look, young lady, make yourself useful. This young fellow looks as though he needs some refreshment, and I know that Susan and I do, too. Hang on a minute. Uh, Tegan, 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 I'll humor him. You know, I sometimes used to get a little tetchy. Fortunately, one mellows with age. Uh, Tuller will help. Thank you. Oh dear, maybe not then. And all that tea and coffee making as well. I was half expecting the recipients of those beverages to do that really patronising, what I personally find a quite creepy reaction. Ooh, you must have put your finger in that sweetheart because my tea tastes too sweet. Now, I suppose I should attempt to put this into some kind of a context, and as I said at the start, I'm maybe not the best person to talk about this. But the 1960s, 70s and 80s, as we know, were completely different with regard to attitudes to gender. Now, while Doctor Who did try to be more open-minded with regard to how female characters were portrayed, the Doctor Travelling Companions were often cast as something for the dads. A now very out-of-date expression, but for me, growing up in the 70s and 80s, it was a phrase that was oh so very familiar. Now, as this is my personal view, while certain scriptwriters at the time might have had forward-thinking attitudes with regards to the portrayal of women on TV, I don't think the production teams were quite so enlightened. Their job was to make TV shows that people wanted to watch, and unfortunately, Doctor Who was just one of many TV shows at the time that reflected the attitudes of the time. Women were there to be looked at, treated as sex objects, or the butt of jokes for comedy sketches that featured lecherous old men. It's knickers, knackers, knockers. Now please don't think for one moment I'm defending this because I'm not. But it's happened, it's history, and whether we like it or not, it's there for all to see. Certainly attitudes have changed for the better, but there's still a very long way to go, and this is still true of Doctor Who, unfortunately. While the characterizations of the Doctor's companions are certainly stronger than they used to be, Young, attractive actresses are usually cast rather than older actresses. Perhaps they should look at Big Finish in the cast of Maggie Stables as Evelyn Smythe, as an example. But I don't think the BBC would be that brave. But at least since the show came back in 2005, the Doctor's female companions haven't been objectified as in, in the days of old. King and entering semi-sum back up, I've got him restrained. Oi, you sit. Oh, give up. See you next time.